0: Hello everybody and welcome to a special edition of Finito, the myth to movie podcast where we look at myths and legends from around the world and how it influences the movies we know and love. I am your host Henry Finnegan, putting the fin in Finito and each week we look at a myth and we talk about it. But this week we're going to do something slightly different. To give a little bit of context, a couple of episodes ago we kind of looked at, I think it was Icarus. We talked about the the myths and the films that they kind of influenced. We also talked about songs that were influenced by it, and a particular song there was Iron Maiden. So we got a couple of emails from fans asking us to kind of uh, include music in the the podcast a little bit more. So we thought, what better way to do that than get a musical maestro on the show all the way from a Pod Hates Us All podcast. Well, I'll let let him introduce that uh, that himself. So our special guest today is Alex from Pod Hates Us All. Hello. Hi. Hi,
1: everyone. (laughs) Yeah. I guess. <laughs> hi, um hi people listening to Hey Ho Fanito. Really, really pleased to be here.
0: Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. But before we get on uh with today's business, why don't you tell us a little bit about your show and let the listeners know what it's all about?
1: Uh so we are three guys from London. We uh have grown up together being in bands, uh playing in bands, going to shows since we were like in our in our sort of pre-teen years um and we we've been we haven't been doing anything musically because we're too lazy so we thought why don't we start a podcast so uh each week we because we, we're all following all these different channels we're bringing uh our news knowledge we're doing uh best ofs and charts of things uh we talk about what's going on in the world of metal um but then we also talk about classic stuff as well and we bring up sort of old albums that we've loved do sort of uh, retro album reviews and things like that it's um yeah if you if you're up for checking us out we're on pod hates us all on major streaming channels but yeah, enough about me.
0: No, yeah, I mean you also you um you interview kind of uh, bands and stuff. You had obviously uh, Shane Emery from Napalm the Death. The Mighty Napalm on, Death. On, on yeah. The show. Uh, it was So, uh, do you think you're going to have a lot more of that kind of interviews?
1: Yes, yeah, we are. We're planning to. We had um we had a few things booked for uh, meeting bands at uh, sort of backstage at their gigs because we did Napalm Death. They they kindly invited us onto the bus, and um, we spoke to them there. Uh, but for other stuff, obviously with lockdown and everything going on, it's been trying to do things remotely, and uh, a few people like it's been quite quite sketchy booking that sort of stuff at the moment. But the plan is, as soon as tours are going again, and uh, we're not having to do it all all over Skype, then it's going to be a bit bit easier. We've got we've got a few in the pipeline, but I won't reveal anything just yet.
0: Well, because um, you've been pumping out a lot more episodes, actually, because uh, you guys are all locked down. But obviously, you, you, you're all in band, so you've kind of got, like, um, credibility when you actually kind of critique stuff. Because sometimes you guys kind of really fight over what you like and what you dislike on the, on the show. And yeah, you've all got it's Because yeah, it's...
1: It's tough because it's super subjective and we've all got very different personalities. So I, I, feel like I'm, I'm very open and loving about a lot of the music that we talk about. I'm just very easy. Either I'm just a bit like meh about a song or I just over the top fall in love with it. Uh, John, uh, one of the other guys is super negative about everything and hates more or less everything. And then Nick's kind of in the middle and is kind of the one that levels the, the like angel and devil out either, so either side of him. So it works quite well as a dynamic. But, um, but I mean, end of the day, we're there for one thing, right? So it's, uh, works pretty well.
0: Yeah, it's cool. And as you said, you're all friends, so you kind of like almost feel like you're a, a friend kind of slipping into the podcast, kind of like sitting, having a beer with you guys kind of talking about it. So it's quite a natural thing to do. Oh, so, yeah, really? so yeah, so yeah, definitely check it out, guys. Uh, Podhouse this all on, as you said, Spotify, Apple, all the, all the good kind of stuff. But the reason we got you here today is because we're doing Myth to Music or, more importantly, Myth to Metal. Love it. Yeah. I can, I can hear your excitement. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, it's really buzzing when you it, when you sent me over the songs that you were going to talk about I was like yes I I could get into this and um but yeah God, I'll let you I'll let you talk through how you want to run through it
0: okay so um yeah so as I said we talked uh, we, I mean I think we're 14 episodes we've done and we've only mentioned a couple of songs on a couple of those episodes so we're going to have a look back over our previous episodes and then hopefully talk about the metal songs or rock songs that were kind of inspired by that so Let's go back way back to the start, which was, I think it was our second episode, which was The Odyssey, uh, which is like Homer's, Homer's Odyssey. And obviously, just a kind of brief recap, recap on that, is if The Odyssey is like, you know, it's a major Greek epic poem kind of, of about a bloke's voyage. Basically, he goes missing for seven years, has sex a lot, and then blames it on being poisoned and tricks and stuff like that to his missus, which is always great.
1: That old chestnut.
0: But the first, uh, first track I want to talk about that is Symphony X and The Odyssey. Is it Eyes of Medusa? No, it's Odyssey. Oh, So Odyssey. Oh, uh, so what? hence the hence the Odyssey title there on the on the, on the other thing. But oh, okay. Symphony X. I'm I'm not that familiar with Symphony X, and I, I thought I was fairly familiar with a lot of kind of like heavy metal and, and rock stuff, but I've just never really come across Symphony X. Have you, Sal?
1: No, I hadn't either. When you sent this through, um, that was the band that I didn't know on this list, and I was like, oh, I've seen. They're one of those bands you see their name around a lot. A lot of. Um... Uh, they've got that very German festivals German metal festival sound to so them, haven't it? Like very like uh operatic, um, progressive metal. It's really cool. I mean it's not it's not really my taste. But well, it, 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 like, it almost feels like it almost it almost feels like fake
0: metal. Like if you're watching a film and they needed to put a band in there, it would be like, What well, you listen to? It. I'm listening to the Symphony X and it's like <laughs> but they're, they're sort of like in the same area as Dream Theatre. I was like, I know Dream Theatre and I've seen Dream Theatre and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, been aware of their kind of music for a, a long time. But these guys just completely, you know, passed me by. But the reason I mention it is because they did uh, a, a track called Odyssey, which is 24 minutes long. Now, I don't even yeah, know so if you listen
1: to I listened to all 24 minutes. You, you listened, listened to the whole thing. The playlist, like sorry. Yeah, I listened to the whole thing. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, sorry, I got confused between this track and the other Medusa track that you put on there as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah anyway yeah, listen so- to the whole thing uh, I did enjoy it but I found myself sort of drifting in and out a bit while it was going on well, to,
0: like. really the, the track's only like two minutes long and there's you know another 22 minutes of just nonsense going, <laughs> going on there <laughs> it doesn't really build up it's just all over the place to me I am um, I wasn't really a big fan of this um, so I, 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 let's let's move on to the next one so the next track on there again focusing on the Odyssey is uh, Trivium now I think wasn't it yes you, was it I can't remember if, you, if it was you or one of the other guys on the show who kind of miscounted Trivium as a, as a sort of a pop pop metal band. Like it's, it's like what? People... Well, because
1: I mean, well, they they start. I remember um, whichever one it was because Ascendancy was their big their big hit, wasn't it? That was uh, with um, uh, I can't remember the names of the songs on it, but oh, pull harder on the strings of your martyr or whatever it's called. That was uh, the big single that they had, and before that, the album before that was really heavy, but then. I know recently they've gone back to that more heavy side, but every time I see Matt Heafy doing stuff now, he's just really, like, over... I don't know. It feels like... A, I don't feel like they've lost their way, so to speak, as much as, like, a, a Rob Flynn of Machine Head or something like that, <laughs> who's gone a bit off the rails maybe recently. Um, but uh, I definitely feel like he's fallen a bit more into... I don't know, the less fun side of it, th- like, the less um, extreme side of things. So, until... Um, you start to hear some of the the newer stuff they've been putting out, which is like, oh, you're actually like going back into the heavier side of things.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's weird though because I, I think I saw them a couple of years ago. Was it 2018? 2018? Yeah, when they, oh, they, they uh,
1: with a uh, uh, with Power Trip and uh, Code Orange.
0: No, so they they headline. They headline. Yeah, they headline, um Download on the Friday. I think it was. Oh, cool! Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure nice. it, was, it was one of the it was one of the headline slots anyway. But it was the same weekend where everyone played um, a cover of "Wish You Were Here," which was just um, oh yeah, amazing. Everyone did it. Guns N' Roses did it, and it was just that the same song. Like I don't know if what was going on uh, over that particular weekend, but it's uh, I've seen them a couple of times and stuff. But they're, they're really good live. Yeah, they're uh, they're, they're good live. But anyway, we're talking about the one particular track which is torn between Squilla and. Shubalis, is that? How you, I can't. How you pronounce it? But the know. the two sea monsters in 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 the poem, you know, out oh the so. Okay. And they're talking about the battle between it, and that's the thing of it. what could be more metal than two sea monsters fighting each other?
1: I mean, that's pretty great, right? You see, you see a lot of um, Cthulhu as a sea monster being brought up in loads and loads of metal songs. So it's, it's nice to. Oh, I've seen the the word Silla and stuff. In so many songs, and never put two and two together, or knew that that's what it was talking about. So this is thanks, thank you for opening doors for me.
0: <laughs> well, the only the only thing this reminds me of is that if they played it in that terrible Clash of the Titans movies, I don't know if you have ever seen those ones with Sam Worthington in it. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, I've seen those. I am I'm aware. <laughs> but um not a fan. But, aware. but yeah,
0: so are you are you a fan of this track, or are you,
1: were you aware of it before, or? Uh, I I wasn't aware before. Um, I didn't. I, uh, I I did enjoy it. I don't know if it's going to enter my regular rotation, but I don't know. I'm going to check it out out again with the under the with the lenses on that it's uh, about two warring sea monsters because that's actually pretty awesome
0: right well, as, as so, yeah, that's how I feel about so, that so we'll move on to the next episode now. so episode 7 we talked about the werewolf and we talked about uh, you know kind of Lon Chaney Jr and kind of you know, the original wolfman and even the uh, um, what's the one with Anthony Hopkins Emily Bluntin which was a, kind of a, a sequel a remake several years later but um, you oh, said the Benicio Del Toro yeah, one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah Benicio, was it Benicio Del Toro yeah you've done terrible I things it. terrible things Yeah. anyways it's, it's not that great of a film but you sent me this one and I think you sent me a link to it and he actually said have you checked out meat liquor wolf and man <laughs> uh, obviously uh, you're also correct to change Metallica to, to meat liquor but uh, so obviously you're uh, you're a big Metallica <laughs> fan as well <laughs> Yeah. So I, I was I was literally yeah. I was googling Meat Licker. I don't remember a band called Meat Licker but there probably is a band there uh, we'll called that. But um this one is obviously uh, by the famous Metallica but you know Werewolves, literally about Lycanthrope like and stuff like that and I think you sent in the message yeah. uh, was it It wasn't this song was it the first place you saw the word Lycanthrope like was it a Blymouth like it was too? on
1: uh, yeah it was like plus 44 or something like that but it's actually a song about just like staying up all night thinking about girls or something like that and then you hear a Metallica song and it's all about turning into a wolf and um, turning into a wolf and going nuts and uh, tearing the place up then that's, that's what I'm all about um, I think there is a Six Feet Under song. So Six Feet Under was Chris Barnes from Cannibal Corpse's first band. Um, ah, Cannibal Corpse's second band after he left Cannibal Corpse. Um, and they've got a song called Lycanthropy, I think, which is, uh, which is really heavy and really good on their first album, Haunted. Definitely worth checking out if anyone is a fan of death metal.
0: Definitely. Should put a link on yeah. for some extra special mentions on the end but like this this track you, you've heard this track before because obviously it's on the, the Black album isn't it so. oh, what
1: an absolute classic and the SNM version of it is incredible as well and he does uh, on the live tracks he does all the the howling and stuff as well which is really cool yeah.
0: but you know what this track's supposed to be about it's not supposed to be about a wolf is it it's not supposed to be uh, him turning into a werewolf. It's supposed to be about his addiction, isn't it?
1: Well, I didn't know that, and now I feel stupid. <laughs> <But> it's,
0: it's, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the het um, uh, problems. Well, all of his songs are pretty much yeah. about him, aren't they, sir? Um, but he said that
1: he wanted. Sorry, I noticed he- Sorry, yeah, I was going to say I noticed on um, on load. Uh Lode was the first album that I really realised that he was writing a lot about his problems, like Until It Sleeps when he's saying you feed it once and now it stares. It's obviously about his alcohol addiction stuff. And then you go back and realise Master of Puppets is all about doing cocaine and there's all these other things going on. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, Now of All for Man is is uh, a much sadder song as well. <laughs> so so yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't realise that.
0: Yeah, yeah. but Because um, I think it was uh, the producer, uh, was it Bob Rock? Bob Rock, yeah. Yeah, he he said that he basically let it slip that it was about um, James Hetfield's misgivings and kind of. um, But yeah, so moving on, we'll move on to the next one. So this is Pentagram, Sign of the Wolf. Now, are you a Pentagram fan? I, lo- I love them, yeah.
1: Um, have you have you seen the the movie?
0: Is that the... No, what, what's, uh, which one? Because there was two films that came out around the same time, wasn't there? That was loosely based on... this.
1: Uh, uh, no, no, no. Well, there's the documentary about the singer Bobby Liebling from Pentagram called Last Days Here, and it's all about how he was a... He, They never quite made it because he's just been such an idiot with drugs and alcohol. Um, it's a very sad but also very uplifting documentary about how he's now... Um, still living in his mum's basement and his dad's there as well. And they're like, well, he'll get discovered someday. And he's literally just this very old man that looks absolutely <laughs> eaten eaten away by drugs. But he's got like a very young blonde girlfriend uh, and he's still playing in Pentagram that's gone through hundreds of lineup changes and stuff. It's uh, definitely worth a watch. Um, and I won't say what happens in it if you don't know the story, but there's he's it's at a point where they're starting to be recognised as legends um but without ever actually making it. So he has like meetings with Phil Anselmo from Pantera about uh um about signing their band to his label and doing stuff with it. It's a good film. It's a good documentary. Definitely worth checking out. Um but this this um sign of the wolf, right? It's uh, it's that's their yeah well this uh, it's, it's the, the symbol
0: the symbol, the pentagram is it's, it's literally got kind of it's supposed to be the sign of the wolf, isn't it? The the pentagram is supposed to raise yeah. the beast and all that stuff. So um but as I think you've already kind of mentioned about how you know big and popular they got and kind of had got, got were well, gone away. What was the name of the documentary again on that on Pentagram? Uh, Last days here. Last days here, and that's definitely a documentary. That's not a film of
1: the thing. Yeah, it's it's a documentary. It's actually free right now on Amazon Prime. Oh, sweet. Okay, check that. Out. Um, so yeah, definitely worth checking out. Uh, so moving on to
0: this is this is what we were talking about earlier. You mentioned Medusa. So in episode eleven, we mentioned Medusa again. From Clash of Titans and all that stuff, but um your favourite band Anthrax.
1: Oh God, I love them so much. Yeah,
0: was <laughs> that sarcasm? I can't remember I got... if you're hating them or not. No, I'm being serious. I love them so much. Oh, I've thought, got, uh, I thought you hated them. Um... I thought you. I thought you said that. You? No,
1: I love them. I absolutely love Anthrax. I've got um on my uh, mantelpiece. There's like there's no pictures of me and my partner. There's there's one of me and Anthrax and one and me of Shane of uh, from Napalm Death and uh had <laughs> a Godzilla toy. And that's it but yeah um, yeah I absolutely love Anthrax um, huge huge fan um, this is uh, so this is Medusa of uh, Spraying the Disease um, amazing amazing song uh, well not an amazing song but it's an amazing album um, fun fact uh, I don't know if you've heard the name Johnny Z banded around from the uh, early New York metal days but basically when uh, Johnny Z was the reason that Metallica got big he heard um no life till leather for the first time, and then started Megaforce Records so that he could release their music, and that's where they released Kill 'Em All, which was Metallica's first album. Um, so uh, when that got successful, he then picked up Andrax because they practiced in the room next to them, and they were friends with them, and their music was really good. Um, but Johnny Z is actually credited for writing the lyrics of the song Medusa.
0: Huh.
1: on uh, I think he's it so his actual his actual name, which is John Zay... Or something like that. It's not Johnny Z, but it's written in the album as uh, whatever his actual name is. Yeah.
0: Oh, sweet. So they, so they didn't actually write themselves, then. It was Johnny Z.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. Johnny Z wrote that the lyrics for that song, but the rest of them. I mean, I think I think Scott Ian actually writes a lot of the lyrics. Um, but on this particular occasion, they wrote the song, and Johnny Z was like, "Oh, I've written I've written some lyrics about Medusa, which is pretty." I mean, in terms of. Uh, topics of metal songs it doesn't really come much more metal than a, a woman with snakes for hair that turns you to stone
0: again is it is it really about um, a woman with snakes for hair uh, turning you to stone
1: or is I, it is it about kind of I mean it, the lyrics the lyrics lead me to believe that but I don't know I don't know if there's if there's more to it than that uh, now you... that now that you've pulled the rug under me from A fourth of Man which I should have got anyway but uh, I just I just don't know anymore um, what have you even got, is have, metal
0: have you got another um, another favourite uh, Anthrax track
1: um I love Caught in the Mosh. Uh I know it's like a that's like a Metallica fan someone saying they're a Metallica fan and saying oh Enter Sandman's my favorite song is kind of like saying Caught in the Mosh is your favorite Anthrax song but I just something about that opening riff just gets me going every time I hear it and since I was a kid still gets me going now just love it so much.
0: See I was I was I'm I was a comic book guy like kind of British comics and like Judge Dredd in 2018 and stuff. So obviously, I am the law. Yeah. yeah, I am the law was kind of like my first introduction to um, to Judge Dread. I was like, Judge Dread's so cool because he's like beats beats people up and stuff. And there's like this track. I I mean, I, I think I was it's the late '90s or so. I think that track was what was released in the '80s, I am the law or something. But yeah, so it's, yeah. it's on the same album, it's on uh, Among the Living. Yeah, so I must have been a kid when I first heard it. So that was that was my Amphrax introduction was through. I don't know why I was reading Judge Dread as a kid, but um, but I mean, it's it's not when I start
1: with the. Uh... <laughs> Where, where do I start with Judge Dredd? I've always thought it was cool and never really got into it. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of weird, though, because it's
0: kind of... it is. People are so used to American comics and kind of, like, American stuff being so polished. And it's kind of... Judge Dredd is, like, really sort of rough. It's like punk and kind of, like, the you know decent metal. If you just give that to someone who's never been introduced to anything kind of... Anything near that, it's just like this raw kind of entity and it, you probably wouldn't like it. It's like watching an old movie from sort of, like like the 70s, there's always something wrong with it and stuff like that. But the best place to start yeah. is always to start. So start with Judge Dredd, Case File 1. <laughs> Great. All right, uh, I'm on it. I'm but, there. But, I mean, you've got, like, from the 70s, 77. So I, I used to collect it religiously when I was a kid, but then when I discovered alcohol and nights out, I uh, started to start collecting the comic books. But I've got a whole garage full of them still, all rotten away. <laughs> but... Um,
1: <laughs> I had I had a few 2000 AD issues that I bought because I wanted to get into uh Judge Fred and then I just I know it never it never really took off for me. I was always always a Batman guy. But um, but yeah. Anyway,
0: yeah. we digress. Yeah, we digress. Uh so moving on anyway. Um we'll move It's, it's Symphony X again, but as we've already talked about, we have not really neither of us are fans of Symphony X. But they did a kind of short track called The Eyes of Medusa, um but the lyrics here are sort of pretty pretty generic talking again focusing on there's no sort of secret sub-story about a woman stealing kind of uh, your gaze and freezing you in motion and stuff. It's literally just talking about Medusa. And I think that's off the Divine Wings of tra- tragedy. But as I said, not really a big fan of um, Symphony X. I should really do like a one band per list rule and uh, I think we should have done the first one. <laughs> so uh,
1: we'll that will never on. a good rule.
0: Yeah, so we'll move on to move on to uh, one of the episodes later on we did was Icarus and uh and Day Dallas, which obviously I don't know if you know, guy with a wings dad, kind, of, right? kind of melts, falls into the sea, yeah. Uh, but yes. Frice, would you class Frice as a metal band? Because
1: I would. Some of their stuff. This is because this is off um, uh, Alchemy Index or whatever it is, right? they they're, they're uh, yeah, yeah. four part EPs. Um I love thrice. I don't care if they're a metal band or not. I think they're really really incredible and how they've reinvented really themselves from their like punk albums at the beginning of their career to being pretty much a like a like a big stadium metal band into now just kind of like a really interesting prog sort of outfit. Um,
0: yeah so the music's really I just, slow uh, so it's like really slow cuz again I saw them on the same download weekend I think they were on the second stage, and the crowd that they kind of got was like really big. It was kind of drawing away from from the main stage. I can't remember. I think I think it was like a goth goth night on the um, on the main stage, so it was motionless in white or something, and they were kind of coming, oh, right, yeah. coming away from that to watch uh, to watch Frice. But I think Baby Metal was on afterwards, so I don't know if that had something to do with it. <laughs> but,
1: um. <laughs> I, I definitely would have gone to watch watch thrice over Motionless in White one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, a great right? band.
0: But I mean, like Artists in the Ambulance is like kind of really poppy, uh, like a poppy poppy yeah. track that was all ran at round at the same time, wasn't it? All the bands kind of sounded a, a little bit similar to that. But this one, um, which is the the melting part of Wax, is uh, is literally is about Icarus and a kind of like his sort of story and stuff, and not him not listening to his dad and kind of like trying to fly and stuff but again it's a metaphor for kind of like going out on your own and not listening to your father saying don't make the same mistakes that he did and kind of like yeah falling foul of that and stuff which is it's, again it's like really good and i like the fact that tracks can kind of reference kind of greek mythology and stuff but also put it into a modern context which was i i, this, as I was a big i'm a big fan of frice anyway so that's kind of probably why i like this track but i felt that kind of like connected to me a little bit more than Kind of like the Medusa tracks that we just talked about, where it was just about Medusa mm. with snakes on her head. But then moving on to, they did another track on um, the later album, um, which was uh, "Day Dallas," which was yes. the, the song from he, from the dad's point of view, which was again w- telling your son to to go out and try. So it's almost like as they were growing up, they were kind of like putting themselves in the role of Icarus and putting themselves in the role of Day Dallas. So they they felt like they were the young son at the start trying to get out there and kind of do stuff with them lives and still fail. And now they feel like their dad trying to kind of warn their son and still kind of watching their son kind of fall into the sea as well. Or maybe I'm seeing too much of that.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe I'm, I'm <laughs> I went mean, a little bit I, deep there. but uh. I, I love that. I think that's I think that's really cool and I kind of hope that that is the case. So obviously I heard Dadalus and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but I heard Dadalus and I got that was the... I mean, it's it's obvious, right? When you listen to it, it's about yeah. Icarus and flying too close to the sun, and and um, but I didn't know that the melting point of wax was um, was about the same the same thing. So I'm I'm now like, oh, I'm seeing that in a new light. Um, so yeah, that's a uh, that's it's pretty eye opening, and I really hope it's what you just talked about because that's that's quite special as a story.
0: Yeah, I was going to say if bands, if bands are locked down, maybe we should uh, we should email them and try and get them on the show because uh, they they can't yeah. go out and uh, play play anything. Maybe we try and interview them so. Maybe we should do that as a special crossover. I'll email them, and if I if I get them on this show, you can come back and interview. Um, Deal, absolutely in. Sounds great. So we're coming to the to, to the song that I mentioned that we did actually include in the Icarus episode uh, episode. Which was Iron Maiden's uh, *Flight of Icarus*. Now, out of all the uh, out of all the albums, uh, tracks that we mentioned, they didn't really have like kind of a single sleeve on this. But um, Iron Maiden actually had a single sleeve for this, which has Eddie with some like bat wings on and a flamethrower. And a flamethrower, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, burning burning Icarus's uh, kind of wings, which kind of does, is just completely mental. But you're a massive but, Iron Maiden. Were
1: they, uh... I love Iron Maiden, like, so, so, so much. Um, it's a weird one, cause, uh, the other two guys on, on, uh, all uh, just never got into them. And that blows my mind as, uh, there's, there's often sort of, uh, rows kicking off and uh, me saying, how great Maiden are. And they'd be like, Ugh. they don't really get it, which is fair, cause it's, there's a lot of theater in Maiden, right? And they're, uh, they're more about just like the hard hitting songs and, the... Uh, and the, some of the messages behind them, but uh, maybe not so much the theatre. Anyway, that's a story for for another day. But um, but yeah, uh, when Maiden speaking about Maiden as a theatrical band, when they uh, so I recently saw them on the Legacy of the Beast tour, and uh, when they played uh, Flight of Icarus, he actually came out with a flamethrower. Oh, um,
0: cool! Did he so have, they, have, uh, have wings? have wings
1: on? Uh, there were some wings. I don't. I can't remember if they were his or not or if they were just some big wings on the... They had, like, a different backdrop for every song, as they do. Um, and it was it was so impressive to see. Uh, but, yeah, um, yeah, I, I love this song. Peace of Mind, I, I never think of it as one of my favourite um, Maiden albums, but it is one of their best, and this song is a huge reason as to why it's one of their best. It's it's so good. I
0: mean, this one, Peace of Mind, so that's, what, 30, 37 years old now? since it's eight, Something eight, like eight, that, eight eight yeah. Three, it's four. their fourth album. Yeah, so... But I mean, see, I, would you say this is deeper? Would you say it's about uh, Icarus or would you say there's meaning behind it?
1: I reckon it's um, from B- Bruce Dickinson just loves singing about monsters and, and old stories and things like that and uh, and mythology. So um, just in terms of the stuff, I read uh, Bruce's book and just in uh, his one about, uh, what's it called? What does this button do? And in that he talks... All throughout, like all his obsession with uh, the occult and uh, myths and legends and things like that that he talks about. So there's a lot of this kind of. I mean, obviously, Icarus is, is not the same sort of story as uh, Crow- Alistair Crowley and stuff like that that he talks about in, in other things. But um, but no, that, I think I think it is more face value than the other stuff. That we've talked about that maybe there's another message in there. I think with the uh, flight of Icarus, it's uh, it's just him taking a really cool story and the theatre of that story and putting it into a, a really cool metal song.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember what song it was. I remember um reading about was it Black Sabbath and they were trying yeah. to write uh they try to write a song there and someone just came in talking about death all the time like that. It was like just because we're called Black Sabbath, we don't have to mention the word death all the time. But like yeah. I made him seem a little bit more. I don't want to say this word because it might offend you, but it's like, it seemed like the campier side of uh, of metal. It's, it's like what you imagine metal to be as a kid. It's, it's, I don't know if it's because I was a well, kid. That, well, that's I,
1: what it, that's what it was. That's what it was. It, they, so they were the seventies. They were, sorry, I completely just cut you off. Um, It was, they were the new wave of British heavy metal, weren't they? They were the, it was like them and priest uh, were like, they were the campy side of metal. And that's exactly what they were. but that both those two bands have stuck with that. And, uh, I guess that's kind of what still makes them special, but somehow they, I'm just t- talking more about their songwriting. They stick to a very, made stick to a very similar formula, but they still write new songs that sound fresh and different that come. I don't know. It's like a, it's hard to, hard it's to but explain. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I, and I kind of agree with it begrudgingly.
0: <laughs> but that's because that's why I, I, I personally, I, I, I've listened to, to most of their stuff and stuff, but I don't feel like I, I wouldn't say I'm a mega fan, but I'm, I still end up listening to it. I don't know why um it's, it's weird <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird but um I think I think that's I think we've covered pretty much uh, all the the previous episodes that we've talked about which I wish we could find and stuff but out of the all the tracks that we've mentioned, which one's your favorite track
1: uh, oh I just got the, uh, I just gonna put the list up again. I'm probably gonna have to go with of wolf and man yeah, exactly, um, yeah. uh I mean now that it has that extra meaning for me as well. I mean that probably would have been my pick anyway, but now it has that extra meaning and like having seen that live before, and it's I mean it's so good. Um, part of me is is hating myself for not saying "Flight of Icarus," but uh, but yeah, a "Wolf and Man." What a great song! Um, yes. There's a lot of debate around anything post "And Justice for All" for Metallica being bad. I just disagree with that. I think the Black Album is a sensational album.
0: Yeah, I, I forgot to I forgot to mention this quote actually from "Of Wolf of Man," where um, when James Hetfield kind of brought the song forward. Uh, the bob rock said that uh to quote him he was like i'll be honest uh, at first i thought it was silly to, to write about a wolf i was like oh great a song about a wolf what are you mad or, what are you getting at you might as well write about pyramids or something which then reminded me of you know every other metal band that sang about pyramids but um but then <laughs> but then they talked about kind of like turning the track and like transforming it as the the song transforms as well like that so kind of and obviously talking about his own inner demons and the, the kind of the wolf but so, okay, on the show, we always ask our guests um, if they believe in the particular myth that we're talking about um, that episode. And obviously this episode is slightly different because we've talked about several different myths and stuff. But are you a believer? Let's start with the, the, the wolf man. Do you believe or not believe in
1: werewolves? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I don't believe in werewolves, but how great would it be if that was a real... It would be terrifying if it was a real thing. But... uh uh, American Werewolf in London is one of my favorite films. Uh, it's it's so so cool. Um, yeah, I, I I wish werewolves were real. That would be great.
0: Yeah, if, if they were real, they would have to form their own metal band, wouldn't they? If they
1: kind of like yeah, imagine that. Yeah, literally. Trans- that. And, and they have to play in the daytime. They have to play in the daytime while they just start smashing the place up and like eating people.
0: That's their special gig. But I mean, any other? So, okay, so yeah. well, obviously we've mentioned a few myths. So if there are any other myths that you, if you as a songwriter or as as a, as a musician. Would feel the urge to play, 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 play about, you know, sort of singing about your emotions and stuff. Is there a Frankenstein kind of song that you'd want to do, the Monster Mash? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's a tough one. That's a really tough one. Um, I love all the um, Egyptian mythology. Uh, there's a There's a Nile song called Sacrifice unto Sebek, who's like the I can't remember what he's a god of, but he's like an Egyptian god with like a crocodile's face. And uh, if you just look up some images of Sebek, he looks so scary. Um, I don't really answer the question, am I? I just thought that was a really cool myth. Uh, um, I mean,
0: no, but I mean um, Nile. They uh, hence the name. They just all that's all yeah. they sing about, isn't
1: it? They literally just talk about. Um, they literally just all they sing about is uh, they're all. Um, I think Carl Sanders. I think we actually talked about this on the first 8s as Um Carl Sanders is actually is a. Uh, I think he's a qualified archaeologist or Egyptian historian or something like that. And a lot of the stuff that he he uh, writes about is uh, is is exactly that is uh, ancient Egypt, and um, and yeah, and it makes for some really cool and dark storytelling. Um, when you can actually make out what the story is because obviously it's a lot of growling and very, very, very fast guitar and drums. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I feel a little bit on the spot. What, what what, would I say in terms of myths? I love um, Frankenstein is like one of my favourite monster stories ever. Um, I really liked your uh, your episode about the djinn and the wish master. Yeah, uh, yeah. I absolutely loved that movie. Um, but when I watch, I think Paranormal Activity... Uh, the first one talks about it, talks about the djinn, but the djinn being like a fire demon or something like that. I don't know. It's, uh, it, it got it all twisted for me, but I found that absolutely terrifying. I'd, I'd completely um, forgotten
0: that, about that film, actually. I'd left it out of the episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The reason I love The Wishmaster
0: That's... is purely just for the, um, uh, what's his name? Andrew DeVoff's uh, voice he, The way he Talks Like That. I just I just love that for the entire <laughs> film. And if you watch that series of films, I don't know if you've seen the second one, it just gets more comical. I haven't seen the second one. It gets more and more comical. Like someone goes to say go screw yourself, and he literally makes that a wish, and somebody gets their legs turned round and it starts. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. I need to I need to watch that. because you know, the first one's on Netflix now, and I, I watched after watching the show, I loved that film as a kid. I was a massive Wes Craven fan. And, um I
0: think they're remaking Candyman as well uh, soon as well. So. Are they really? Yeah, they're re- remaking it, and t- I think Tony Todd's too old to to play, obviously Candyman. So I think he's going to be in it.
1: He'll do it. He'll do a cameo, won't he? he will yeah. he cameos in everything now. Like you just see him. I think he pops up in the Hatchet movies as well. He just pops up as like a like a like a, an, a witch doctor or something. He's something not. He's like not that. dead, is he,
0: Tony Todd? Have I just made?
1: No, 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 no. I fo- I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> there you go. We'll, <laughs> he he a we'll reach out to Tony Todd and see if we can get him on the uh, on the That'd show. Be great. Get 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 an online. So he loves a selfie. His uh, my most of my feed is Tony Todd selfies. It's not really. That's
0: <laughs> a <not> joke. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's sixty five. So he's not that old. He could he could be in it, as the candy man still. It would kind of be cool. I don't know who's going to be in here. Uh Okay, so you mentioned you mentioned Nile. Nile's a good I want a band to check out if you're interested in sort of Egyptian mythology. Is there any other bands that you'd recommend?
1: Yeah. Um I mean, Maiden have so many cool myths in their songs. Um, if you just pick up any Maiden album, if you don't know them already, and you must have been living under a rock. But um, <laughs> yeah. there, there's uh, uh, who else is there? Sings a lot about mythology. Um, a lot of like the classic sort of metal bands um, that are sort of made an era era will sing a lot about werewolves and horror movies and things like that um, I guess Six Feet Under the Throat song I think it's called Lycanthrope um, Six Feet Under Haunted if you like death metal go and go and check that out that's, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's all I got, got. well,
0: we'll, we'll post, we're, we're gonna we're gonna put a post a link to all the songs that are on today's episode onto Spotify and share that but we'll add a couple of tracks that, um, that we'll, uh, we've forgotten kind of the names of and stuff like that so we'll add the correct ones on there as well which you can check out so it's it's been great having you on the show Alex um, do you want to give oh, a, a, do you want to give another shout out to uh, pod Us All where you can find them well.
1: uh, yeah um, if you're interested in checking out pod Us All we're on Spotify um, Apple Podcasts uh, cast box bunch of other all the, all the major channels or you can find us on Instagram at pod us all and there's a link on there you can go through and check out as well um, thanks so much Abby uh, I absolutely love your podcast and I love uh, chatting about myths and stuff so wonderful well, you're, you're always really, really you're, wonderful. you're always uh, welcome
0: back for a future episode and stuff and then, especially if we do another big music marathon uh, myth and metal we'll kind of get you back on and if any of those people reply to my emails after hassling them and stuff to get on the show It'll have to get you on there as well. But um, yeah, we'll we'll share a link to uh, Pod Hates Us All on our uh, Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that so people can find you there. But um, yeah, cheers. Amazing. There you have it. We've reached the end of the show. Please do check out Alex's podcast on all good podcast providers as well as on Instagram at Pod Hates Us All. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, actually, you can follow us at Hey Finito on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to get in contact with me personally at Henry Finnegan on Instagram and Twitter. Or if you'd like to send an email into the show, please email heyhofinito at gmail.com. It's been a blast talking about Myth to Metal with Alex there, but join us next episode where we talk about more tracks inspired by myths as well as the movies. See you next time. Hey-ho, Finito! Hey-ho, Finito! Hey-ho, Finito! Hey-ho,
1: Finito! Hey-ho, Finito! (laughs) That's never a good rule.